Hi, my name is Shlomo. This is the from view on Israeli politics and culture. Um, so <clears throat> I realize uh, this is my first podcast that I will be doing through video. And I did, uh, um, I did produce three episodes, which I did specifically on, uh, which I did uh, sound only, no video. And the last of those was three months ago. <laughs> so things have been a little bit uh, nuts these past few months. Um, and I'm not just in my own personal life, but also with uh, what is going on in Israel, and that's what I'm going to get to right away. First of all, um, we're having, uh, first of all, Israel is having new elections. That's a little bit uh, intense, considering that this is the fourth set of elections in two years. That is a lot of elections. <laughs> and... Apparently, what happened was that um, during the last election cycle, um, Benjamin Netanyahu and uh, Benny Gantz, Netanyahu is uh, the head of the Likud, and, uh, which is a right-wing party, and uh, Benny Gantz uh, is the head of the Choblavan, Blue and White, which is, a, I believe, a, um, a more leftist party. Um, maybe not leftist, more liberal, perhaps. Um, <clears throat> and basically, it was so close, they were trying to make a, uh, they were tr trying to form coalitions with other parties so that they, uh, so that one of them could get a majority. Um, Lieberman, uh, Avigdor Lieberman of the uh, Israel Beitenu party was, uh, was being kind of annoying during that time and saying that he would only join a coalition government, like a unity government, like if the, uh, if the blue and white and, uh, um, and Likud parties joined together. So finally, they decided, you know what, enough's enough. Let's make some, uh, some kind of compromise. For Benny Gantz especially, it was a pretty uh, big compromise, according to uh, the Jerusalem Post. He had, uh, he had run on a promise that he was going to take uh, that he was going to take down uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, which you know, it's being an American that sounds a little bit familiar because here in America, the whole thing that uh, um, that current president uh, Joseph Biden ran on was that uh, that he was going uh, was that he was going to unseat Trump. And he won. Uh, <clears throat> I happen to uh, to have uh, really liked Trump, and you know, had he not been tweeting so much, he probably would have. Uh, uh, and had he not been tweeting so much garbage, he probably would have won. Um, thing is, right now there was uh, just now there was like a whole um, there was a whole legal mess with. Uh, with uh, 
uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu, and according to the uh, to the agreement that they uh, that he and Benny Gantz reached, basically Benjamin Netanyahu was going to be um, uh, was going to be Prime Minister, I think, for one year, and then Benny Gantz was going to be Prime Minister for another year. But as uh, um, as they reached a certain uh, period of time, um, you know, the whole way that uh, that Netanyahu uh, deals with criticism is just like most politicians. He basically just, uh, the Jerusalem Post says that in the past, Netanyahu has beaten back criticism by demonizing what he calls the Israeli left. Um, even when his opponents, like Gantz, aren't all that left-wing. So, you know, <clears throat> considering all this, it's been incredibly messy in uh, in the Knesset. And there were just uh, so many... Um, there were just so many disagreements between the... Uh, uh, you know, between the right and the left in the Knesset. And, you know, basically Netanyahu stopped the passing of a government budget. Now, the way it works in Israel is that if a, uh, if the government fails to pass a budget, they automatically go into, uh, go into a round of elections. And, you know, that's, that may not be the most, um, you know, the most functional model, but then again, the Israeli government is being, uh, has, uh, has been kind of hysterical late. There are many places all over the world where, um, here in America included, where the, uh, where the left and right are just duking it out with each other, where Basically, they've just uh, separated into two distinct entities. I'm afraid Israel might be like that also. Not that uh, not that I don't like Israel. Israel is a wonderful place. And the good thing about Israel, like uh, Ben Shapiro actually mentioned earlier today, um, is that Israelis share a common bond, common relationship with one another. They... Uh, you know, most Israelis are Jews, and you know they share a heritage which connects them to that uh, to that land where they're living in. And you know, in a country that doesn't have that much, that's a little bit. Of, uh, it's a little bit of a scarier kind of a thing. In any case, <laughs> um, there. There is some good news. Biden, after finally being in office for a month, called um, uh, called Prime Minister Netanyahu on the phone. And Netanyahu said that he had a very nice conversation with uh, Mr. Biden. Now, I hope that uh, that ends up uh, being a good thing. I hope that uh, Biden and... Uh, Netanyahu can actually work together because Biden did say 
that um, did say a few things that uh, that he was going to do, which would uh, which would make sure that uh, that his uh, um, that not everything Trump did would uh, for good for Israel would be undone. Like for example, he's going to keep the uh, the American embassy in Jerusalem in, in Jerusalem. He's not going to move it back to Tel Aviv because that's uh, that's permanent. American presidents have been trying to do that for years, and now that it's finally been done, I don't think he's going to want to go back on that. That would just that would just be silly. By the way, the reason why American presidents had been taking so long to do that is because they were afraid of what the Arabs were going to do. And what did they do when President Trump finally moved to uh, moved it to Jerusalem? Some token rioting, nothing serious. So that's pretty good. Um, in terms of um, in terms of COVID, uh, the flight ban into Israel, according to uh, Yeshiva World News, has been extended. Yeshiva World News says on Thursday night, February eighteenth, the Israeli cabinet approved the extension of the ban on entry and exit to and from Israel. The ban will now remain in place for an additional. 14 days through March 6th. Certain leniencies are expected to be introduced in the coming days. The government has already announced that 2,000 passengers will be permitted to enter Israel each day. It remains to be seen how this policy will be carried out. So, basically, Israel is, um, you know, they're trying their best to distribute uh, their vaccines. I do believe they are still the uh, highest, uh, they are still the country with the highest percentage of people vaccinated per capita. Um, and no, not per capita, the, the highest percentage of people vaccinated. Um, so right now, that's a good thing. And, you know, it, if there's, uh, it's, although you might wonder why they decided to, uh, um, to continue the ban, maybe it's because of the uh, of the COVID variants that are uh, that have developed in other countries, which apparently are more contagious, such as the one in the UK, uh, the one in, uh, from South Africa, the one from Brazil. There, um, I can see any country being concerned about that. In any case, um, just uh, a few days ago. Rabbi, uh, Rabbi David Lau, the uh, chief, uh, the Ashkenazi chief rabbi of Israel, uh, suspended a dayan, a Jewish, uh, a rabbinic judge, on the uh, um, on one of his courts, for not, uh, for uh, for refusing to get vaccinated. Now, one thing that I like is that. Uh, um, Yuli Edelstein has decided that he's not going to force people to take a vaccine. He's just going to recommend it. So that's good. But I can totally understand that, Rabbi, um, you know, even without the uh, whole um, mitzvah of uh, of, uh, the uh, the commandment to take care of oneself, um, I can see that... uh, like, you know, from a legal standpoint, 
Rabbi Lau is uh, totally justified in telling this uh, in telling this guy, and I'm sorry, you cannot be on my court if you want to uh, if you don't want to get vaccinated because we don't want to because uh, we don't want to spread this thing. It's deadly. It can be dangerous. So, yeah, it's you know, COVID is not a joke. There are some people who uh, who still say that that it's who still say that it's like a um, I don't know. Here in America, there are a few people saying that it's a government conspiracy, but you know, it just doesn't make sense to ignore the uh, to ignore the evidence to ignore the science. This, you know, and to be totally honest, there, you know, I could see some people, um, particularly anti-vaxxers in Israel, there are a few, unfortunately, saying that uh, maybe um, not being pleased with with, uh, Rabbi Lau taking, uh, uh, suspending that dying. But, you know, that's, uh, that's what's, uh, that's what's going to happen is I, I don't agree with these people. They're entitled to their opinions and it's just really hard to, uh, it, it must be pretty hard, uh, to, uh, to try to keep order in, uh, the Middle East in general and in Israel in particular, when it comes to um, when it comes to making sure that uh, that COVID cases don't skyrocket and that vaccinations get out there. In any case, um, this has been a pleasure. I'm so excited that I'll be finally doing this through video. Um, and next uh, next time that I uh, that I upload hopefully will not be in three months. Um, a friend of mine in Israel, uh, his name is uh, Chaim Weizmann. He's uh, no relation to the uh, to the first president of Israel. Uh, has agreed to speak. Uh, has agreed to uh, to speak with me over the phone about uh, uh, about the uh, workings of the Israeli government, so that we can get some of uh, somewhat of a better understanding of it um, leading up to these uh, uh, to these coming Israeli elections. In any case, this has been, like I said, this has been a pleasure, and I hope you all stay safe and healthy. Have a good night. Shalom.